Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. And I'm doing something right now that I've never done before. We have created a special series highlighting many of the members of my premier program called the Fire and Soul Accelerator. Yes, same name, Fire and Soul, Inspired Action from an Awakened Soul. And uh, this is a six-month-long premier program that I run, and you're going to hear from many of the members who have turned their passion into profits, and they've all got unique, extraordinary, inspiring stories that I am super excited to share with you because it's people like me and you that just decided to get out of their own way, stop buying into limiting beliefs, right? Or all the excuses that want to make us stay small or unseen or not really go for it because we've all got that same self-doubt, but yet each one of them in their unique ways were able to generate business, impact, community, connection, And yes, lots of profits. So I'm excited to bring this series to you. And what we've decided to do as a Ginny Media uh, producing team and myself got together and talked about how we could roll this out because there's going to be about a dozen members that come through and share their stories that we thought we would batch them. So the first people that I am releasing today are very special to me. They go in no particular order, by the way, it just was schedule wise. But um, you're going to get to hear from Michelle Bachman and Michael Christian. And you're also going to get to hear from Steve Lawrence. They live in various places around the world. But they've all been going through the Fire and Soul Accelerator program for the last six months or so. So it's an exciting time for me as the leader of that program that is basically modeled after my first six figures as an online entrepreneur and a leader in the personal development space or an emerging leader, as I like to say. They all just took what they wanted, took what felt right, took what resonated and ran with it, got clarity, got contrast, all of the things in which that could help them just mm, build momentum and build a greater impact. And of course, the profits matter as well. So without further ado, this is going to be a wonderful series. So listen to them as you want. Do enjoy. And then of course, love to hear back from you. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can always reach me at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Please enjoy. Hey, Michelle, love your name. Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. Hey, thanks, Michelle, for having me on. I really am enjoying and looking forward to it. Oh, me too. Well, you know, you and I, my goodness, I cannot remember how we originally met. I believe we met at a Tony Robbins event going through security. Holy smokes, business mastery 
Yes. August of 2018. Yes. You have such a good memory. That's right. We were going through security and it was at that business mastery where I think I had, I had generated about $33,000 in this business at that point. And I was like, oh, what am I doing here? People in this room are earning 100 grand, 500 grand, 500 million. Like I felt so intimidated, but it was from business mastery just now that I'm thinking about it, that my business tripled within four months. And then it just tripled again. And I, I relate everything back to business mastery. Was it impactful for you as well? Yes, it was very impactful. This was my second one. My first one, I was working for my previous company, which I elected to leave after business, the first one. And then when I came to this one, I was in a totally different place owning my own business. So what I learned increased and and made it more sensible for where I was at. It makes total sense. And let's let everyone know what you do because you have a very specialized um, business and you own this company, Healthcare Recruitment Partners, which by the way, is a top 10 firm in the US. So I know that you always play that down and you um, are very humble, probably that Tennessee accent that we can hear in you, but that's (laughs) a really big deal. When did you start that? And what did it take within you to realize you could have your own company and grow it? Well, I was uh, with another company and I had accidentally bumped into this area. And then what I did was I found that I was doing 87% of their contracts and 84% of their business. And I found that out at day two or three at Business Mastery, the first one I attended. And I'm going, this doesn't make sense. So I asked for a lot more in percentage. Of course, he said no. And I said, okay, I'm going to finish what I'm doing and goodbye. And I'll start my own company. So while I'm at Business Mastery, I would be making notes in the back of my notebook when a thought would hit so that I already had a clear plan of what I needed to do before I left Business Mastery, even though they were in notes, random notes back and forth from my regular notes from Business Mastery. And I hit my numbers, I did the work, and it paid off. Yes, it did. Now, we're, how long ago was that, Michelle? Uh, the first Business Mastery was in 2015. I started my company in 2016. And so this summer, I will be uh, four years, four wow. years with my own company. So in less than four years, you were able able to rank as a top 10 firm in this space. How does that happen? Who do you need to be in order to grow that fast? What I did was I have a very specialized area in healthcare recruitment, and I specialized and became the go-to person in that space. Mm-hmm. While other people have their, be a generalist or other areas, I concentrated in the one area that I knew yep. and really capitalized in that area. Now, would you say that your relationships were a huge factor in launching your own company? Yes, relationships paid because, you know, the bricks and mortars as well as the highs and lows. What do you mean the highs and lows? Highs and lows is in when you're revving up. Fortunately, when I revved up, I had a retained search, which gave me capital on the front end to help me get through that first 90 days of generating income in that as a recruiter, that's a a normal cycle of revenue. Oh, okay. So this is such a fascinating world. I've never worked with a recruiter I'm very allergic to corporate work at all. As you know, barely can do anything admin related. Um, Hey, it's not my superpower, but um, it's clearly something that's important, right? So you're in this, 
this healthcare space, what does that entail? Who do you help get their dream job? How does that work on the back end? I work in the area of case management in hospitals, and they that is the area that is um, moving the patients in and out to make sure that they don't come back or they get the proper, they need to stay longer, whatever the, it is, and get paid by the insurance companies or move them to other areas like an LTAC or rehab. That area and space, there's only one director in the hospital, and I work work in the area of East Coast, West Coast. And so over the years, I've built relationships that I can help propel key candidates to maybe their perfect dream job or getting closer to their, their grandchildren, whatever their hot button may be. Mm, beautiful. I keep hearing relationships, relationships, and relationships. You know, business mastery that we've now both attended you twice, me once, I'll definitely go back though, is that Tony Robbins talks about all the time, right? Building a business is, is predicated on the quality of your relationships, right? So following that golden rule, giving, you know, and treating others as you would hope that they would treat you, not always fair in corporate America, but I would, I would think that not only with the people that hire you, so your clients, but also the candidates. That's all relationship-based. I mean, you've got people that trust you to bring them high-quality, high-caliber uh, candidates. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's exactly what I do. I don't send them the uh, people that aren't going to be a possible fit. That's yep. my job is to vet them first before I send right. them over to them. But so for people who are listening, and most of my listeners are more sort of like rising entrepreneurs, let's be fake, let's be clear, but there are some though that have corporate jobs and they might be open to finding a new job with a recruiter. How does someone like that find a recruiter that's the right fit for them? And then how do you know what's the, who's like the better in the world of good, better, and best? Who's the best recruiter? How do you find the stuff out? Well, I, I'm a part of an affiliate group called Sanford Rose Associates. They're in the top eight uh, recruitment agencies, firms, however you want to call it, across the nation. And we we are a joint force, but yet we're, we all individually own our own offices. Uh-huh. And with that, someone may be a an attorney recruiter or Not- something maybe they are in emergency services in healthcare, or maybe they're in the auto industry. So those are the ones that once you get your name out there, you get referrals and hopefully they're good referrals. Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So there is like a head sort of network for various recruiters in their space that are at like the top tier. And are these like, these are not entry level positions, correct? No, my, for instance, my directors of case management have three to five years experience. My system and corporate directors probably have five to 10 plus years of experience. They've been doing it a long time. When someone's at the entry level, it's great. I may keep up with them because I've been doing this 10 years. And 10 years ago, they were not at the point they are now. And now they're ready for me that I can help them find their perfect dream job. This makes so much sense. And I remember when you joined Fire and Soul Accelerator about six, seven months ago, you had a very specific goal. You wanted to help tons of people, right? Like know about you so that you could help them find their potential dream job in locations that also might be their dreams or near their grandkids or wherever, right? Um, Maybe a little bit warmer in the winter, whatever the case might be, because you have access to so many hidden gems 
pocket listings, if you will, of jobs that might not come on the market or ever get posted publicly. But because of your deep relationships, that's what makes you at the caliber that you're at. And the other thing that I remember you you saying so proudly, and I was just like, look at you go, because I'm all about female empowerment as well. Um, I'm for equality, but when I see a woman rise in the way that you are, it's it's badass, it's inspiring. And I remember you saying you were going to triple your revenue and I knew your numbers. You're already like doing better than most in the 1%. And I was like, look at you go. So has it always been in you to reach for more to dream so big, to decide that you can do this? Or is that something that you cultivated over time? I think it's always been because um, from babysitting, making my own way when I was 15, all the way to uh, first job while you're in you know, high school and college. I don't, oddly enough, and this is hard to believe, I've, always, I've never had a salary. I've always had a commission-driven base. And so if nothing else, that will motivate you. Holy smokes. That's a really big thing. So you're a risk taker. You bet on yourself. I bet on myself. Yes, you definitely do. Which, by the way, is probably what makes you such an effective um, recruiter is because you're looking for the same in others. It's a quality. Yes. And I look for the best. I, I don't like to put square pegs in round holes. Mm-hmm. I really look for what's best for the hospital or what's best for the candidate. I also give them the negatives as well as the positives because I don't want that coming back on me. And and one person said not too long ago, you called it. And I go, my job is to present the facts. It's your job to make the decision with what you want to do. And I said, okay, let's go. Let's find something else. That's awesome. So there's a lot of like just making a decision and walking away and letting that go. Yes. That's a big, big important piece. Um, But you also like to have a lot of fun. You and I got got the chance to, uh, (laughs) it's not all business. There's a lot of play too. And I love that about you. You're very um, integrated, as they say these days, no more balance. There's no such thing. But you like to play. And like we went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming and the Grand Teton National Park. And we, we did all kinds of epic things last summer. Do you ever feel guilty? about taking time off to play or have you just learned to enjoy it? I've learned to enjoy it because if I take time off to play, sometimes that's the the rejuvenizing factor that I need. Mm -hmm. I need to get out of town or I need just that little bit. It could be a week. It can be four days. It could be five days. Mm -hmm. But in the same token, that kind of when you get back, you're ready to go again. Totally. I feel the same way. Even if it's like a day off on a weekend and all I did was like lay on the couch and watch some Netflix or take my dog to the beach, that reset allows me to come back full throttle on Monday morning. So it's so important, and especially turning the phone off and literally unplugging and not looking at Facebook or Instagram or all the things. It's a deal breaker for me in terms of if I do, then I just get really depleted. So I love that you, you know that about yourself as well. Right. I've unplugged Friday afternoon and saw a couple of emails Monday morning go, and it was about a benefit last night that I was attending and they go, oops, just check an email. Yeah, we're all good. Okay. And I I was thinking, oh my goodness, I should have checked my email, (laughs) but I didn't. (laughs) No, well, you know what? Life happens. And sometimes that means we're actually living the life. One of the other things that I've come to really appreciate about you, and I think it's why we've bonded in the way we have, not just throughout Fire and Soul, but 
in real life, right? Jackson Hole, Wyoming. But we also got to spend a whole week together last summer at the end of the summer in Scottsdale, Arizona at the beautiful Fairmont Hotel with Jack Canfield. And so what I've come to appreciate about you and everyone in Fire and Soul and all my programs for that matter is our, I want to say obsession with personal growth and self-development, right? Because we're always growing and we're always going to those things to get better so we can, first of all, love ourselves more, but then help so many other people. But when did you first get into personal growth and why? Okay, so... (laughs) I love the smile. (laughs) My first one was a Zig Ziglar right out of college. He was in Little Rock, Arkansas. And that was my first taste. However... Probably a couple of years, maybe three or four years later, Tony Robbins was actually at a network marketing event that a friend was attending Mm. and he had 10,000 people there. And that's back in the day that he went from the front of the room all the way to the back and ran around the whole place. (laughs) And yes, that's when it started. So you got hooked. I got hooked. That was probably in the... 80s or 90s. Yeah, yeah probably. That yeah. makes sense. What's so crazy is that he's still doing it just like right. He then, right? At 60 years young and 41 years later, it's pretty remarkable. I never got into a live room in any personal growth, anything. So I'd always read the books or listened to the cassettes way back and then the CDs and then, the, and then listen to the books on Audible. And I was a junkie for all this stuff and I believed it and I could parrot everything back verbatim. But I'd never gotten into a live room until a Tony Robbins event in 2017. And the moment that I got into the room, every part of my life changed. Friends, business, habits, abundance, all of it. Like on an upward spiral for the better and better and better. Would you say that your life has improved from getting in those rooms? Oh, definitely. Because you're around like-minded people, people that think like you, mm-hmm. or you hope they do, or it's that caliber up going, ah, they think like this. I get it now. Yes. That's exactly what happened to me. I was talking about business mastery by day three or two. I called my mom and I was crying, doing my little poor pitiful me story. And I was like, I'm here too soon. Everyone's making so much money. What am I doing? What do I think? Of? You know, all that stuff. And my mom's like, honey, get off the phone, take a breath and get back in that room. Something like that, right? Right. What a good mom. Because she was like, no, you were made to be there. You're not there too early. You're there right on time. But I remember it's because we do like these little dyads and triads, right? In any personal development room, you're going to usually break out and share something that you just learned or, you know, express it in a story to someone on your left or your right that you maybe didn't know. In fact, preferably. And then you hear what they're saying. Wow, they're doing a million a year, 10 million a year, 50 million a year. Then you hear what they're saying. Wow, they're doing 100,000 a year, 300,000 a year, whatever the levels are. You're like, that's how they think. And it's so different than how someone at $32,000 a year thinks. Right. So that was a mind-blowing game changer for me. So you're right. It's all around the people in the room that you have proximity to. At Business Mastery, the, the, the one in 2018, I've got one guy from Chicago and one guy from L.A. on each side of me. Mm -hmm. Okay, they both have Ferraris. Neither one of them knew they had each other had a Ferrari except through me. And I got, okay, you two need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) 
Isn't that funny? And there is a lot of that too, right? There's a lot of pounding <laughs> on the chest. Look at me. This is the equivalent to my success. Success. I've got the private plane, the yacht, the Ferrari, the Rolls Royce, whatever. Um, and then there's a lot of people who have that kind of wealth, but they drive a Subaru, right? So you just get a mixed bag of everything in that room. And what's surprising to me is, I feel like we're talking about business mastery only right now, but it's really to the point of, this is how we met. And getting into these rooms of personal growth is what's propelled both you and I to becoming entrepreneurs to, or, or even more so for you, because you had always been, but it's what woke me up to like, I could do that. I don't know how to do that. And I've got a lot of self-doubt full of distractions, like every human on the planet right now, but I think I can do that. But if I hadn't gotten into those rooms, I wouldn't have been able to catch that nudge, catch that feeling. Does that make sense? Exactly. Um, I saw Jack Canfield, uh, give or take, 2006 or seven, and he was in Memphis, okay? And the room was probably 250, 300 people. Mm-hmm. To this day, and I think you would remember this from this the place that we were last summer, he said, what would it take by the end of the day? You know, like at the end of the day, on a scale of one to 10, what would it take to make my day, to make your day to his spouse um, a 10? Yeah. And it might have been, well, you did great today, but you forgot to take out the garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay, as an example. Mm-hmm. And then when we were back there last summer at this event, I got, and then he was explaining that concept. And I'm going, that was my takeaway from 13 years ago, 14 years wow. ago. And so, how yeah. have you applied that to life? Well, in other words, I can always make something better. You know, when a candidate blows an interview, I will say, okay, let's reframe. Mm-hmm. What could we have made it better? Mm. Okay. Or let's reframe. You knocked it out of the park. Okay. What's the next step we, you would have added to it if, if it was necessary? So they're always thinking in that next step. That's awesome. I love that. And I know that you are very natural at that of just helping to make so many people's lives just a little smidge better. I should tell everyone that right now you're my accountability buddy for losing some pounds. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but like, yeah, in the last few months, it was like, oh, that that's not just like the holiday weight anymore. <laughs> you know, when you put on eight or nine pounds, like nothing fits. But it's great to hear from you every Monday morning with an image of your scale weight and what you're eating and a little sort of pick me up message. And it motivates me for about three hours. And then I go and eat the ice cream. <laughs> well, I've decided, and this uh, came from a nutritionist. I'm, I'm uh, trying to juice every morning. Not trying, I am. Uh, and, you know, having a juicer at home, it may be, three, you know, $300. But I am saving a lot of money <laughs> by juicing at home. It, right? Eating out, especially in L.A. as a single person. Because I like the bread. Right. I like the salad. I like the meal and I like the dessert and I like the, you know, the, whatever I drink and like that's 50, 60 bucks. Yes. Easily. Yes. Right. Before tip. I like the nicer places too. Cause the, it's better quality food, blah, blah, blah. So yes, that $300 juicer suddenly very, the, the economical analysis <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> so as part of this series of passion to profits, um, what I'm doing, and, and I just want to recap for anyone who may be new to this series. It's the first time I've ever done it. And my listeners, like I said, are predominantly uh, rising entrepreneurs or rising um, uh, influencers in one way or another, whether they're coach, a speaker, an author, some sort of a message-driven expert. 
And so I have this premier program called Fire and Soul Accelerator. And that's basically like a blueprint of how to get out and generate business, how to monetize your ideas and your expertise, your credibility and your authority into helping others, right? Reach to their highest and full potential, which is what you do um, as the owner of a uh, healthcare recruitment partners. But so then many of you that we met in the rooms of personal growth seminars, we came together and it was like, okay, great. Let's just focus here. And many, many people have just gotten such clarity, absolutely began monetizing ideas, whether they be masterclasses, retreats, uh, masterminds, workshops, you name it. But I'm curious, I'd love to hear from you, what value you've been getting outside of the relationships, which is super important. Have you gotten clarity on since being in Fire and Soul? Fire and Soul propels me in the areas that I'm not good at. For instance, I d- personally don't care for the video camera. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the camera scares me, but it, but it doesn't now. It's you just that, through it, girl. You were like, it's like night and day. And some of the, sometimes we do lives and sometimes it's the things that I know where the future's going. I have... Um, in the past, what, six, eight months, I kept telling you at the beginning, watch LinkedIn, watch LinkedIn. And you're going, I'm at Facebook Lives. And I go, yeah. And now, you know, you got a Gary V over here. You got a Michelle Sorrow. And they're all of a sudden beginning to do some LinkedIn's and this, that, and the other because they see the value of attracting more people that are in the caliber that we are or the one, things that we want that are like-minded on the business side that um, see the business value of what a fire and soul can, you know, uh, propel in their business. Yes, I I hear that. And it's important, right, when you go through a program, because this program um, is now a six-month program. And what's interesting about it is that I think it's just as important to figure out what you don't want to do or to spend your time doing as it is to get clarity around what you do want. This particular program is modeled after what I did to generate my first six figures. And of course, I can't guarantee that anyone's going to make even a dollar, but it's like, let me just share with you what I did. And if you do something like this in your own tone, then you'll get different results, but there should be a way in which to monetize. And there has been for many, many people, which is why I'm bringing on everyone from the program, because this program, this series, um, this program, this podcast, it's called Passion to Profits. But what I found so interesting is is that you definitely figured out more profits because you figured out what you didn't want to do, where you didn't want to spend your time. You figured out how to hire a kick-ass VA to get more help, to get more organized behind the scenes, which is one of your big distractions. So they freed you up and allowed you then to go do what you really love doing and what you're great at doing, which is helping people get their jobs, their dream jobs in many cases, which by the way, is a passion that you've turned to profits. And then letting go of the things that don't serve my area that may serve someone else's, which may be exactly what they need and go and telling, not telling them, but sharing with them that you may need to look over here because for you, this may be what you need while it's not in my wheelhouse. Totally. What's an, what's an, an example of that? <laughs> Me would be a master class at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's not on my uh, short list. A masterclass would be for some other people that are doing great things with the masterclasses. Yep. However, for me in the short list is not the area that I need to concentrate in my business. 
But where in the, in the, in our last like two months of the program, what do you see yourself creating or gleaning so that you'll know that it was the greatest value of your time and of your resources these past many months? It's helped me to uh, sort out the distractions from the reality, things that I don't need to spend time on that from a business point of view, cause me to not have chase a squirrel over here. And with that, what I'm saying is it's squirrel here, squirrel there, but then I need to be right back in center and focus. Totally. Well, distractions are huge. Um, we talk about it a lot in Fire and Soul, and I talk about it in, in every program that I, I offer. Um, and in real life, you know, friend to friend, it's like, you got to turn off your social media notifications. You got to turn the TV off if you happen to be someone who still has a TV. I'm in my fourth decade, so I just do. And be very clear of what you need to be present to and chunk it down, get the task accomplished. Then with the leftover time, right, then you can enjoy and indulge and, and have all those guilty pleasures. But the distractions today in 2020, it's more critical than anything. It's crazy how people can't be focused and present on what they really want to do, but they don't ever get to it because they distract. Right, right. And then that way, there are some things that I thought I might want to do, and mm -hmm. I discovered I didn't. Or, and the things that I discovered I should be doing, then it made me come back to home. Yes. And what is home for you? From the business angle, mm -hmm. it is connecting people where they would like to be and with the best opportunity that's available out there for them. Beautiful. And personally, what is home? Personally for home for me is having a terrific support group, mm -hmm. love and connection, and being around people that I enjoy being around. Mm, amen, sister. I totally agree. I ask all of my guests the very same question at the end of our conversation, which is how do you experience being an awakened soul? I experience being an awakened soul of being crystal clear on some of the things that I need to focus on, but not focus on from like a business standpoint. When I feel grounded mm -hmm. and I feel connected, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. That's beautiful. How do you get grounded and connected? What's that look like for you? Uh, what it looks like for me is when the distractions, I am so focused in that grounding that, I, that the distractions, I don't turn my head. And how, how do you do that? What's the entry point to getting grounded? Do you go outside, take your shoes off? Do you lay on the floor? Like, what does it look like for you? If I wasn't in a landlocked state, it would be the beach. <laughs> okay. it's, a lot of times it's around water for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, it's about being around people, enjoy um, or benefits, uh, children, things, uh, things that really appear, uh, appeal to my soul. Um, you know, if it tugs at your soul and it creates tears, you're in the right place. So you make it a priority then to put yourself into those environments that really feed your soul as often as possible, because that is your grounding. That's your connection. Yes, I think that's that's a good analyze. Well, I was just recapping what you said, but, you know, that's what I do. Um, yeah. Beautifully said. I love that. Michelle, for anyone who's listening that would like to be in touch with you, where's the best place to reach you? Best place to reach me is healthcarerecruitmentpartners.com with an S. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with case management and hospitals readily around the internet <laughs> for recruitment, you know, for recruitment. By the way, she's also single, just saying. <laughs> single and fabulous. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing how you've turned your passion into profits, grown healthcare recruitment partners to a top 10 firm in the U.S. in just a few short years. Continue to get to know yourself, grow yourself, learn to say no to certain things that don't serve you. Say yes to what truly lights you up and brings you home. It's been a very inspiring call. And I have a feeling there's a lot of, especially young, younger female Uh, females that would love to follow in your footsteps. And I have no doubt that you've inspired many, many souls who are listening today. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on Fire and Soul. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Mm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.